We told you not to panic last week, folks. We did say it's only we're only two two hundred games outside the top eight, and we'll, we'll just cruise along nicely, jag the win against the demons, and we're setting the course correct again. So good to be doing a show after a win. And uh, joining me as always is CB17 and Tiger71. Welcome, fellas. Uh, g'day all. Hope everyone's well. G'day. G'day, you beautiful, sexy listeners. Now, promise to CB, you do no pirate shenanigans, mate. We just, <laughs> I can't handle it three weeks in a row, son. Sinbad, if you're listening, I'm a no question. You didn't send a question. No I question. Told you, Sinbad. Sinbad. <laughs> no, he just got feedback, mate. He just got some strong direct messages from Twitter. <laughs> or is it still a ploy that it's still a CB burner account and he's just laid off a week to, to throw us off the scent, maybe? Uh, hey, <laughs> I still think um, I still think CB in real life is actually Robert Doyle. That's my that's my conspiracy. I Bro, he's Doyle. on sexual assault charges. That's not cool. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. That's, you know, a, pirate, stark, pirate that's a stark contrast assault. to the Brad Pitt comparison he gave himself last week. <laughs> uh, very good win on the weekend, fellas. We we're yes. all fairly. Confident, I think, that we were going to get over the line. We, we did feel like, and you said it last week, Tix, everyone, that you felt we'd turn the corner a little bit in the way we were playing, and, and it's kind of progressed again this week. And while there were still patches where we weren't um, at our absolute best, and we were probably far from it, to be honest, but we played a lot better for a lot longer in the game, which I think is the most important thing that we can take out from it. Yeah, no, good point. Like, I sort of mentioned two, three weeks ago that we are going through a training, heavy training phase with a running focus, um, and I think we started to see it kick in the gear, um, the effect it had, you know, the last quarter of last last week, but more importantly this week. And that's what pleased me. Look, we're still playing bog average football. Like if we were at 80%, we would have buried Melbourne by oh, nine goals. And that's not being arrogant. That's what I think is a fair assessment of the game because uh, Melbourne just has no forward line. They've got a really good back line. I was impressed with their back line and their midfield can get the ball, but my God, what they do with it. It's like having um, a bunch of hides and Proctor's playing in their side. You know what I mean? Turnover after turnover. <laughs> so it's a nightmare. Like, I feel for them. But um, but what really pleased me too was in the last quarter, we had one fit on the bench, and that fit person was um, had a corky. Arts, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we we ran on top of the ground, um, and we had enough to go that extra gear to make sure we, we closed the win out. We haven't done that all year. Um, no. So, Spot yeah, really on, excited. And yeah, really I suppose exciting. CB and I both said the same thing, that as that game wore on, it sort of looked more and more evident that that run in the legs was there again, which was really good to see. And uh, CB, you must have been pretty happy with the win. Your boy, Arts, you, you called for him for a couple of weeks. He's come in and had a really good game. I tell, I tell you what, I had a good pre-game call, didn't I? The value of two rucks and bringing in Jake the Snake Arts, hey? If He's I know very nothing good on else, debut. I knew... He was um, – can I just say – I know we're going to talk touch on him as well. Like, watching a guy like Arts and Lambert, they give me the most pleasure out of all the footballers because you just know how hard they have worked to get their opportunity in the big leagues. And I'm so happy for Craig uh, – for Craig Lambert. I'm so happy <laughs> that's a, for Lambert. That's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy for Lambert to get those 100 games because you just know he's busted his ass. And then to see Arts, a childhood Tiger supporter, live the dream and, and not just get out there and play, but he played bloody well and he provided exactly what I wanted to see from a small forward at Richmond at the moment. He was head over it. He was hard. He was skillful. Absolutely outstanding debut. Yeah, and yeah, his repeat no, well efforts said. as well. Like he, he just wasn't giving up at the contest. Um, yeah, whenever. Sorry, I've just been interrupted by an inbox message on Twitter, and I'm not even joking from Sinbad. <laughs> 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 not even joking. <laughs> Are you salty dog? <laughs> oh wow, you can't screw that. <laughs> um. But yes, Arts, yeah, I, I was. I loved his game. I, it, it, he, he might be similar to Rioli in the sense that he might be good for 8 to 15 touches a game, but he was bringing people into the game. He, he wasn't trying to do anything too fancy. He's got a good sidestep on him, but he was just tough as nails, and that hunger and excitement was exactly what we needed for that game. I'm wrapped you said Rioli's name just then, right? Because I know on the TV you really can't see it, and, and it makes it... Difficult. From what I've heard, though, and from what I could see with my own eyes um, on the TV, Rioli's defensive game, he played as a defensive forward. Um, I saw him in the back line. I saw him in the midfield. Um, he, he, 
people were too harsh on that kid. He's always been a low possession player. And I just go back, he can hurt you. If given given disrespect, he will kill you on the scoreboard. Just look at the GWS preliminary final where he actually got us into the grand final from his own boot. Again, in um, against every final series, he's always one of those danger forwards. And he copped it this year um, from a lot of um, supporters um, right off him and I loved his game. I loved his game. Um, I thought, you know, well done. And and on the same vein, vein is Caddy. I defended him last week. I was shocked by the amount of venom he was copping. People wanted to drop him. You know, this is a premiership winger. He's been in two premierships for our club. He is a smart footballer. You cannot – you can be out of form, but you don't lose your footy IQ. That's why I'm not worried about Dusty. He's still out of form. He's still working into the season. I've got confirmation he's not injured. Um, people are saying, oh, his ribs are – no, nah, he's not injured. It's just that, like, some of the team, or most of the team, their training is built on to peak after the buy, say, around 13 and onwards. That's when they're – because they can, they can bank that he can give us an above – Average performance, and that's all we really need at these short early rounds. So, um, but yeah, Caddy, he 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 was in the top five best players, um, and people who doubted him really go have a look in the mirror. That's what I would say. Have a look in the and, mirror. And can I just chuck another one? I'm going to chuck two in there as well. Um, again, my man Mint Cans Brody, outstanding oh, game. Brody. Oh, Ben, yeah, Out, outstanding. That guy, I thought. Yeah, I've always said like Caddy was our probably our toughest, hardest player, but I reckon Broad's actually got him covered now. Broad is our hardest player. He's amazing with what he does, um, courage wise and commitment wise. And the other bloke I'm just going to mention because um, he copped a bit of flack, but Camden McIntosh. I know he's a bit of a ball butcher at times, but if you watch that game again and watch how hard he worked in to help our back six out, and he was like particularly in that first quarter. He was busting his ass, pushing back, helping the defensive unit out, and he was pushing forward. And that's why, as the game went on, he racked up a lot more ball because he just massively outworked his opponent and worked his way into the game. And I tell you what, he's doing one thing that about 10 other blokes couldn't do in the first four rounds. He's finding the pill, and he's getting it. So he will keep getting better with each game. So give him time. Um, he's, he's outperforming. He's in our best 22 right now, Camden McIntosh. And there's one player I see, I've just given everyone a smack about Caddy, and, and no one's going to say, I don't walk the walk. Um, so I have to apologise to Hawley. I'll not apologise in the sense, but Hawley, um, his courage, I, I loved him as a player. I've always said that. It was all really, really clear. But the, I saw him shirk a few contests, um, and it started becoming round after round. And I have to give credit to him. Um, he played hard, tough Richmond football on the weekend. He, he, he put his head over it. He... Um, he didn't do that duck one hand up in the air that I call, I call the Brandon Ellis, which he was doing the last two to three weeks. No, he was – and, mate, if you play like that, Hawley, mate, so play again next year. That's all I ask. I don't ask you to turn the game for us. I don't, I don't care about your turnovers because you do more you do um, more good supposals than bad ones. But if you keep your head over the ball like that, mate, I'll never question you again. So, you know, credit out to him. Oh, I'm just going to say, too, behind the scenes – Tiggs, Tiggs might have said that Hooley played like a bloke who's got five, the next five weeks off, so he put in for a change. Oh, I never <laughs> said that, but, you know. <laughs> but you know, lads, lads, um, instant in, we're talking about the game. So interesting that our game was the only game officiated with four umpires on the ground. I didn't oh, know that tell. or notice that until you mentioned it to us, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we were the only, and the reasons why, 100%, I mentioned last podcast that the mail I got is that the club's gone, went really hard at the umpiring department in the AFL um, on how we've been treated since we've all come back into the game, particularly our defenders. Yep. Um, we, we, from what I know is a fact, we presented a whole heap of evidence to that, like showed them so many incidents of how could you miss that? You cannot, you can, yeah, once, twice, three, four, five times, but you can't be 10, 15 times not in the right position. Um, and we really made a big deal about it. Um, and um, I saw it out there. We had four umpires. Um, there were still, I think our defenders are still a bit annoyed because we gave away, I think, 250s for, for abuse, which is, you know, um, and they're obviously touchy about our complaint with them, but um, yeah, that, that made me smile because hopefully going forward now, they know that we're going to um, 
Um, not cop it, you know what I mean? And yeah. well, umpired fairly, fairly – look, there was a few howlers both sides, um, but overall the game was umpired, I think, quite fairly. Can, actually, just speaking of that, can, can I just say what one of the worst decisions I've seen in years was that – I know we got the, we were the beneficiaries of it. Yeah, how Petrarca, was that free kick at yeah. Petrarca? Like, how yeah. stiff is the bloke? Like, that was bullshit. I've got to say, we'll take the goal. Fantastic. But, mate, you don't want to be seeing that every week. That, that was a horrific decision. We had one. I can't remember which player it was, but we had one. Um, we had one very similar to that, um, and we got pinged on that too. So that's what I mean by we're umpired fairly. They were, they were fairly consistent throughout the game. The one thing I I, I could not believe, um, I, I checked it after uh, on our forums. You know, people saying that you know when Higgins got run down from behind when they called play on. Now I don't reckon Higgins went off his line, right? And I've watched that vision a few times. Um, but let's say he did. For this Melbourne player to be actually tackling, I timed it. It was 0.93 seconds. Under a second, the guy went 15 metres, because that's the exclusion zone, isn't it? 15 metres? Yeah, I think it is 10 to 15. Yes, yeah. It. yeah, it's 15 metres. So tell me who can run 15 metres to tag a bloke under a second. Yeah, I... I, I thought he went off his line. If I'm honest, I thought he did go. He did make a sideways step and went off his yep. line. But then I also thought he got poleaxed in the back. He did. So well, to push him back, but he got hit yeah. as soon as he went off his line. He got tackled. He was the guy was practically standing behind him. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a fifty for us. That should yeah. have been fifty um, any day of the week. So. Yeah, that was another howler. But look, at the end of the day, they're always going to make howlers, right? But it's just going to be umpired fairly. If you're going to um, fuck one side, fuck the other side equally. <laughs> That's all I ask. Yeah. And just, no, I, I'm I glad you probably. mentioned Higgins as well. Um, how good is it to see him back in good form? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. He's smart. He's crafty. You talk about work rate before. He works his freaking ass off. And I hope he gets time in the middle. I think he's just hoping to get that crack to have time in the middle. I reckon, yeah, there's going to be a benefit not having – I don't want to say benefit. I'd love to have pressure and costume there. But we're going to have a really good, fresh dynamic in that uh, midfield mix. We're going to, that's going to bleed into our wingers. Um, our half-forwards will look different because I reckon half-forwards will rotate through the midfield. And it's going to really challenge defences um, that are on that particular half-forward. What do you do? Do you go press up? Oh, well, hold on. They might replace them with a tall. They're going to have to – yeah, we, we've got an opportunity here to really create some havoc um, if it goes well. If you can break even in the centre and get an equal amount of ball, um, I see us really, really um, you know, bouncing back with a fair bit of strength. I'm bloody – I'm really excited for this weekend for the opportunity that's going to happen for a few young blokes. I'm really – and Higgins, I'm just – again, it's just so good to see him out there. You know, the fact he's playing great footy is an even bigger bonus – but it's just wonderful to see him out there enjoying himself and um, contributing like the way he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah the one hey, player. Lynch. Oh, you going? Yeah, Lynch. Yeah, I just want to yeah, 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 we're talking about hardness, right? Um, you know, he broke his he, he broke his hand, went back out there and got us two goals. Um, Who's rustling something near yeah, their microphone? That's that's CB, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Eating a packet of chips or something? You're an, you old, you're an old fart, mate. You chair. <laughs> It's not your cheese, you pirate shit, and now you're, playing, you're fucking around with your headphones. <laughs> yeah, that. Beat the Tigers just doing a tweet. Oh, <laughs> oh a tweet. Oh, are you not, well, actually, that makes me think you're doing something with your hands, CB. <laughs> it shouldn't be, just, man. Just thinking about Higa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're a gun, mate. You're an absolute ledge. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, what did you guys think of our passage of ball movement? My opinion was, <clears throat> like I sort of said, let on a bit earlier, I reckon we're in a, we did about 40% the Richmond way and 60% was just shit house. Um, but you know what? I'll cop that shit house because we managed to defend the stat. Remember what I told you about defending the turnover? We actually got our defensive mechanisms right more often than not. Um, and that's what's been missing. And then hence we can, we can make those mistakes and generally defend against it. But what did you guys think? You got yeah, it. Okay, yeah, I thought. I, yeah, I agree. Right, with you. It was, host, it was, just... No, 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 it's all right. I, it was really, really good to see some of that typical Richmond ball movement. Um, and the thing is, against those lower kind of teams, without being disrespectful to Melbourne, we can if we could, if we do that for forty or fifty percent of a game, we're probably going to pile on quite a few goals in that time frame. Um, and then we're probably a little bit unlucky that we lost the three players at the end, and especially Nank as well to go up against Gorn, even though Troll did a, a pretty good job. 
But um, I feel like we could have piled on a few more had we not lost those plays at the end there as well. So it was it was exciting to see those you know that Richmond bit of playback. See, I reckon um, I actually saw it as a marked improvement, and for the second time. In, so, so for two weeks in a row, we've kicked 80 points now. So we've actually fixed, offensively, we're, we're, we're fixing things, right? Um, just looking at the numbers, so our overall, so inside 50s, it was 43 to 39 in Melbourne's favour. Overall match disposal efficiency was 75% Melbourne, 73% Richmond. But then efficiency inside 50, 32.6% for Melbourne, 59% for Richmond. So... Um, clearly, maybe yeah. Like we, we, we've we've obviously fixed that 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 eighty meter out into the thirty meter kick. That that clearly had improved um, in the last two weeks. And I thought I'd say for about sixty seventy percent, it was looking like the old Richmond. Truth be known, I thought the back six got... was outstanding. And we, we took it on. Like you look at Noah Bolter. Oh, um, let's talk about Bolter just, after you finish. He, he was. Um, it was a rants-like performance from Noah. It was, it was uncanny watching him. It was like watching a young rancy go about it. And, yeah, he turned a few over, right? But at least it was offensive ball movement. It wasn't his sideways bullshit. He was getting it, and he was making – he was actually making 100-metre plays, you know, 100-plus-metre yeah. plays, getting it, running it, kicking it, and kicking long. So I didn't mind the fact that he took the game on and turned it over a bit. Um, but for me – Really, really, really promising, and um, more of that please Richmond, and I think we'll see more of that next weekend against um, the Swans. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, Bolter for me. I said it two years ago, and I've been harping on it. I see, and, I, and I'm not the only one in this opinion. You know, Bolter for me, he's like a cult, and he reminded me so much of Rance. First, he reminded me of Rance with the athletic gift, and also they play on instinct as they learn the game, and that's what Bolter was always just play, running every time he got the ball. If you noticed. Um, he would just take off, right? As soon as he got the ball, he would run like he's a midfield or a speedy winger. Um, and that had to get, obviously, um, trained out of his game. Um, but he's got all the tools to be uh, an upper echelon player. I'm a firm believer of that. But he's got a one unique weapon that they don't have. He's got the ability to kick at 100 metres. Like, he can be like a 200-metre player. He could do that burst, a good, you know, you know, 20, 30-metre sprint and then kick the ball another 60 metres. So he's oh, – look, I, I love him. I love that turnover. And there was a turnover he did. He grabbed – he did his beautiful intercept mark. He Actually, sorry, he went into space. He blocked the space, took a beautiful overhead mark. And I just thought, look, his hands are fantastic. And then he hit it. And then he went into – then he went into his gallop mode and he tried to do the right thing. He tried to place it in the centre of the ground so he could yeah. actually – um, and it, look, it didn't come off, but what he did, he didn't bow his head. He didn't, you know, sook about it. He just turned around and sprinted into the back line to try to cover his mistake. That, for me, shows me, he, and his maturity, that's what his maturity is starting to come there. With, and that's credit to the coaching group. I just want to, and I pray for this, and this is what's invested me back into the season. If knowing these young kids are going to be playing, and I'll watch every single game like it's like I'm there, and I just want to see him walk into that centre half back, Bolter, that's yours. And then Asprey, when you come back, mate, you have to push Bolter out. And Bolter. No, no, no. No, no. If you can't put your centre half back, Bolter, we're going to pop you in the wing, but you're playing every 22 game. We need to give this kid games. Um, he is, he is, yeah, we just have to. Because um, I reckon I'll, we do. I'll tell you sexy. I, t- I tell you what, I, I were disagreeing. I reckon it's sexy. What? I reckon when Asprey comes back, he takes full back. Yeah. Bolter stays centre half back. Oh, and yes. Dylan Grimes. Dylan Grimes becomes that lockdown defender again. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And he yeah. is going to just terrorise dudes like yeah. Charlie Cameron even worse. It's going to be fair. I'm so excited. If we can just get those three, and then you've yeah. got Brody as you switch. Yeah, you know, Brody's flexible. Short, Shorty's flexible. Hawley, that back six. What a dynamic! All of a sudden, you've got a genuine. You've got two yeah. genuine stoppers in. Grimesy and Asprey, and then you've got this lethal weapon in Bolter, and that is just so exciting. I pumped, pumped. Yeah. No, nah, he's he's a jet, but I loved his hands. I didn't notice he had such a one um, great marking ability. I don't know why I really didn't, but I could, some of his marks that he took were just Eight one grab, fully extended. He's definitely worked on it, uh, ten intercepts. But the, the stat for me that 
probably surprised me, but also impressed me the most because the big knock on him from a lot of people has been he's not fit enough, hasn't got a tank. There was some bullshit rumours that he'd come back pre-season really unfit. He played 100% game time. So to me, that says he's he's worked on his tank and he's got yeah. the fitness. I mean, I know he, you know he could burn out later in the year, but for as it stands right now, he's got the tank to go for a whole game, which was which and the shorter court has probably help him in that sense. You know what the biggest stat for me? Sorry, Seb, but you know what the biggest stat for me that makes me super, or I'll use CB's term that's really sexy to me about Bolter, is that normally intercept. Um, one of the main common denominator between intercept defenders is their footy IQ. Howe's got it. You know, the good quality interceptors are smart. They know where the ball's going. Bolter had 10 intercepts, right? It means the culture we've got in the club, the backline support that he's got, as he's obviously training in the backline, he's learning from Rance, he's learning, he's learned from Rance, he's learning from Grimes, he's learning from Ashbury, so on and so forth. He's picking up where the ball's coming. So he managed to get 10 intercepts. That is brilliant. And that is fucking rare, particularly for a, a guy that that height to manage to get 10 intercepts. It's fucking really rare. And I was stoked when I saw that. The other thing oh. that, that probably helps that too is credit to the midfield for working a bit harder to make their kicking inside 50 a bit more predictable, which obviously helps Bolter do what he had to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's one more we've got to talk about, guys. The man with the most impressive haircut in the club. Oh, the... what is what is that? I thought he, I thought I thought he, I thought literally someone had cracked him on the head. I thought you take him off with the blood rule. He's not going to be a shoal, aren't you? Two phones. Oh, I, I got to say, oh. two phones. How good is his left peg? I mean, the guy contests the ruck, then he out sprints Oliver, yeah. and then laces out Tom Lynch with a with a bullet. Like, like it was just. Those blokes had come in, but Charlie was – thank Christ we bought a bloke who could contest the ruck outside of our genuine ruckman. And it gave us what we needed because in that last quarter when our on-ball division got wiped out through injury, mate, if we didn't have a second ruckman, we were in all sorts of trouble. But Big Mabs, he bloody cracked in there, and it was a really, really good – effort in the middle and a good effort around the ground he yeah. was he looked unreal Mabs. it was the, the around the ground stuff that impressed me the the second and third efforts the intensity at trying to tackle blokes when we didn't have possession or he didn't take the mark that's what he'd been lacking in my opinion in the last couple yeah, of years great. those repeat efforts to work yep. defensively he just kind of stopped but he's got the pace to do it but he was pretty ferocious and oh, i really loved his game i thought he added some really good x factor for us no he was good no he was good i love you i just look call me old-fashioned and someone's got to say it if you're going to do that with your hair, right, like seriously, get runs on the ball. But you know what? Then then my wife said to me when we're watching it, she goes, you know what? He's just being himself, and that's what the club, um, the whole club's about. 100%. So, they're about expressing yeah, yourselves. So, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it, Marbs. You know, go for it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't run. It's, it's like he's got a woman's prophylactic over the top of his head, you know what I mean? That's been used. Um, <laughs> that's how I see it. Um, but, um, yeah, it's um, – yeah, no, nah, he's great. He's great. No, nah, he's absolutely great. All right, we'll push on. Is, uh, is there a bloodbath lined up, CB? I do have a bloodbath lined up. And the, I'm just going to say, this one actually goes out to a guy called Silent Rod. Because as of 6 o'clock, I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or I was going to give the Channel 7 team a bit of a quick clip. Can I get, actually, I will. Before I go on, can I just say how yeah. painful it is to listen to the Channel 7 tr- commentary team call Richmond games? It is... Oh. The stuff of nightmares. Brian, I get what Brian's trying to do. He's trying to put a bit of life into the call. But what it comes off as is just a a dickhead inside joke amongst him and the four mates in the commentary box. And it sounds, it's it's, it's horrific. I don't don't think the Melbourne people enjoyed that call. Do you reckon they would have enjoyed it when they're five goals down and some guy's crapping on about, oh, they're coming back. They've picked two out of the, mate, just call the fucking game. That's all I ask. If, if, a, if a Melbourne player goes up and takes mark of the year, shit not. Call it. It, it. Tell us how great it is. But don't go just doing just, oh, I, I kind of, it just drives me wild. Call the game. That's all I'm asking as a viewer. Please. I don't care if it's Richmond. Just call the freaking game. Right? Now, that's a little mini rant over. Now, my um, bloodbath, <laughs> silent rot, this one's for you. Um, Eddie Maguire. Eddie, uh, lo- yeah, yeah yep. what a fucking hypocrite. Yep. Eddie, you've lost the plot. I'm the first to acknowledge you've been great for football and have helped the pro- and helped progress the game. However, you're hopelessly compromised. 
And Steel Side Bottom's recent error of judgment has once again exposed that. Only a few weeks ago, you were calling for transparency over the unfortunate Jack Stevens situation and suggesting it was an AFL integrity matter. Then on Footy Classified, you were calling for a 100k fine and a four-year ban for anyone breaching the COVID guidelines set by the AFL. Because, as you know, we're $500 million in the hole. Then enter a man with a genuine porn star name, Steel Side Bottom. <laughs> you, were pr- you were proud of the way he conducted himself in the aftermath. Steel, you said, just had a bad night and referred to the incident as the old-fashioned, was asleep on the couch and got up to go to the bathroom and walked out the wrong door. Yeah, I do that Eddie. all the time. Oh. <laughs> Eddie. Like, fuck me, all the time. <laughs> Eddie, the dude was pissed and half-naked. I'm tipping he hadn't gone to bed at all. Your club then released a statement claiming the suspension was excessive and inconsistent. But for the good of the game, it was necessary to end the matter. Jeez, what a guy Steel is and what a club you guys are. Facts are, while we laughed at the Saints going off the rails, Collingwood was just as bad. There's been more than one sexual assault allegation at your club in the last 10 years. You had Dodak and the bikies, the Rat Pack, to go in his lies with a busted hand, etc., etc. I could go on. And I haven't even mentioned your own personal gaffes in recent times on radio about um, King Kong, etc. Ed, the world has got smarter and your PR spin from 1998 isn't going to cut it anymore. It's time to make your call. You're either the president of the Collingwood Footy Club or you're a media performer. But you can't be both. Not anymore. And I think surprisingly, a lot of Collingwood people would probably share that same opinion, to be honest. I think they're getting a bit sick of it as well because they're just made to look like idiots. And also, for someone who likes to go before COVID, obviously, go out, um, have a drink with the mates and might sleep over a mate's place, I have never once, and I've been mightily drunk. I was four years army, mightily smashed. But I've never been that smashed to go out um, to go to the, go have a piss and then find myself outside the front door of someone's house. Not that you can remember, anyway. No, I, never. I, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that doesn't wash with me. That doesn't. I'm going to run the old man in here. I, I, I had the story when I was a young fellow. The old man he got smashed one night, and he um, all of a sudden half an hour everyone's going, "Oh, geez, where's old Razor?" And um, they went looking for him. They found him asleep face down in the um, strawberry patch. (laughs) (laughs) Big shout out to Dad. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, oh, can I just say something, guys? Because we're shocking because we've missed it, right? We've had the whole game review, and I want to stop us getting beaten up on Twitter. We haven't spoken about Kane Lambert, right? His 100 games in his game. You know, he's, what did he do, 26 disposals? I haven't got his stats in front of me, but... I'm looking at a, a movement map. This guy was forward, back, midfield, um, stellar game. Uh, bravo, Kane. I hope you get another 100, mate. And to kick three goals as well. Like, he just thoroughly deserved it. He's, um, <clears throat> like I said, he gives, it gives me so much pleasure to see him play well. He's one of the most satisfying things I've seen on a football field. And I'm just, again, can't speak highly enough of him. Now, Kane, can I introduce the next segment? Ahead, is the one go that we... Plugged last week to get people getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. No, 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 that one. No, not no, 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 one before. And now it's time for media flogs with pigs. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Sue. Well, first of all, look, so <laughs> um, I was going to do a pirate accent then, but I don't know how to do it. Um, I sound like an Indian. I don't, I don't know why. Um, now I there were so many candidates. It's like as soon as we've announced this is going to be a segment, you know. The, You've got so many of these superstars, inverted commas, all, you know, saying the most stupidest things. And it was really hard to just, you know, narrow down the field to one. I'll Are give... you tweeting again, CB? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give... Look, I'll give a... There was a late charger to get my number one spot, but unfortunately failed was Tim Sausage or whatever his name is. Come Tim on. Gossage from West... No, if, yeah, if, if, if the listeners, if the oh. listeners haven't been on... Check out, if you're on Twitter, check out Tim Gossage's tweet on Sunday night about how it's all over for Richmond. Yeah, it's all done and dusted. But I think um, Kane Corns must have read his Twitter page, and he went balls in this morning. He's basically determined that it's impossible, ladies and gentlemen, just absolutely impossible for us to win the flag this year um, because of our injuries, because we're not going to be playing at the MCG, um, and because of our form. And what amazes me by that statement is he's talking about it. And also, let's put this clear, which made me go right off the edge. He's tipped Port as more likely to win the flag 
than us. Now, <laughs> let's look at a few things. Mm. We've won two out of the last three flags. Right? So we just took modern history, which is the fourth line of the team. Um, and if CB, please fix your headset, man, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some violence. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not <laughs> yeah, doing nothing. You're fiddling, do man. You're fiddling. It's, it's ruining my vibe, man. You're ruining my vibe. You know how hard I work for this. I've researched this. You know, and I've you know, <laughs> he's written effort. notes. <laughs> I did. I did. Look, you can hear I'm the paper. like a statue. Can you hear I'm the like paper? A statue. I got notes. Now here we go. So <laughs> back on track. God, you know, you try to soar like an eagle, and you're surrounded by glass. But let's um, <laughs> let's get let's get back on point. So uh, yeah. All right, let's look at Port. When is the last time they played a final? They've beaten up on all the, I think, the worst three sides so far this year. And when they got to play a side that got them obviously playing the finals and rightly make the top four, they got smacked. Yet he tips them over us. And I'm trying to ignore that. I'm trying to be professionals, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we can hear that clicking sound. But, yeah, so I just want to put this out to him, right? Well, first of all, yes, we've got injuries. But our VFL team, I think it's lost five games in three years. So the quality of our kids is, is second to none. Um, we've also got premiership players can slot right back in. So, yes, those injuries, I don't want to undersell them. But we've got – we're one of the rare clubs that actually can feel like for like. So that's mm. one big thing. The other big thing, too, is is that we're, we thrive on crowds. Guess what? Now we've got crowds. We, we also – he talks about the MCG and our dominance here. Let's look at our dominance in Queensland. I think we've lost – one came, and that was in Cairns, in 10 years. Yeah, we've been pretty good there. We've been better than good, Matt. I think the last eight years we haven't lost a game there or something, seven years or something like that. Um, and we've played there a fair few times, I like think 10 or 11 times. So, you know, our form there is really strong, and we get to play against neutrals there as yep. well. So, you know, we win We win next week. We could we have a good win next week, and if teams we need to lose, lose. We could be in the top four. But to Kane Corns, it's impossible for us to make it. You know what's also great, ladies and gentlemen? It's like a re- CB mentioned it off off air before. It's very similar to the, what happened last year. We've got injuries all this time. This last year we had the same thing. We get in a bit of a winning burst. So if we can win, go into the buy round at buy round twelve, if we can win more games than we lose. We'll come back and we'll be right in the eight. We might not be top four, but then we've got all of it, all of our gun players back. And we can, and then we're going to have a fair few games at the MCG. Why? Because we just come back from a hub, and we're owed them. Uh, the, we, that's assuming that, as a state, we haven't shit the bed yeah, again. Yeah, in, uh, I know. I know. Yeah. Wash your hands. Do it for Richmond. Wash your hands. Social distance. Let's keep it down. But I blame the Collingwood and Carlton supporters, just to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> they're the ones spreading it all. But seriously, we can really just rectify the season really quickly. Um, I'm in a way now happy this season's gone the way it is because I reckon it's going to make us even strongest next year because we're going to have – we'll find players that are actually going to force their way into the 22 that are young and they're going to be with us for the next eight to ten years. Um, also, yeah, so that's, that's the end of the media. So Kane Collins, you're a flog. Also, I do have a bit of trade rumours, but I'll do that at the end of the – thing and it's pretty recent rumor that i don't know if it's going to kick on fairly soon but i'll, I'll share it with you guys um cb and michael's don't even know i i just finished i got the text back and he and it's um he wants me to he's okay for me to go with it so we'll see all right that was good Jim. we'll uh move on to listener questions now the one that came through from sinbad i should have read this out early because it coincided with um the noah bolter theme but sinbad wanted to for you well to ask tig 71 if there was, if you heard any truth of the rumor that apparently the bolter had been or is speaking to the pies, this was generated from a different forum, not Bigfooty. Um, but yeah, have you heard anything surrounding that? I Mahati. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! How was that? How was that? Oh, I'm a I do want to let you down, brother. I do want to let you down. Uh, look, I'd say bullshit. I do know. I knew, I do know. Last year. Or the year above, before last, there were there were they did ask the question with him, and um, I think he re-signed with us or re-extended with us. So I haven't heard anything recently um, that he's going to the pies. I know he's really happy with um, where he's at with the club. He knows we've made it clear that this is the education that we're putting through. So when he hits um, in the senior side, he will succeed. Um, and he believes that, so I doubt that. Um, I doubt uh, he's safe as houses, um, in my opinion. Very good. To stay at Richmond. 
All right, CB, this one's from The Tail, who's very good at tagging us into stuff, by the way. Thanks for your hard work out there. <laughs> he uh, loves it. <laughs> have you guys noticed a salt inflation in the last 36 hours? Oh, The Tail. Hello, mate. Let me tell you. Just just on with the media, just sort of ties in with the media flog segment. I want you just to embrace it. Absolutely. Because now our, our, our obituaries are now getting written at the end of round five. Yeah, and does. And it's just, it's mind-blowing, right? So um, apparently nothing pisses off the footy public more than Richmond winning. I want you to embrace it. I want all Richmond just just embrace it. Suck it all in. Because I tell you, they're going to be positively headless. If we go to the hub and win three out of five games, they are going to be positively headless. And you watch them react when not 2019 repeats itself and all of a sudden we get Edwards, Hooley, Nankervis, all those guys back into the team, and then we get a run at the MCG. I'm telling you, you, you can almost script this shit, right? So enjoy it. Embrace it. Don't even bite back. Don't even bite back. Just embrace it. Say, yeah, mate, you're right. We're dead and buried. And then just <laughs> smash them between the eyes when we get the chance. That's what I'd suggest. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I'm, I'm going to be smacking in the corner. If we get into the primary final and win it, back into a grand final, I'm going to just, oh, mate, I'll go to SEN. I don't even know where it is. Swan Street, Richmond, I think. I'll drive there, mate. I'll drive there with the with, – we'll do it on behalf of the podcast. We'll do – see you come with me, mate. You get the phone so you can record it. Um, and Broadcast I'll live from the front of SEN. <laughs> throw tomatoes and bananas. That's what we'll do. All right, the next one's for you, TIG71, from Rhett Weeks. Uh, what young kids do you think will be staying home from this hub situation? Oh, mate, good question. I hope it's not Naish. Did Naish fly? Well, there's, there's been a lot of sort of chatter about who went and who didn't go. So from what I've been able to piece together from various social medias and forums, all that kind of stuff, it sounds like that everyone's gone. Like, it sounds like that Bolton went, Stack went, because there was a bit of sort of speculation that no one had really seen him. Naish was there. It sounds like it's... Um, just maybe the guys who were injured who are staying back potentially. Yeah, I, I, think, I haven't. I mean, the club hasn't released a list yet, but I haven't heard anyone else of note of in terms of who would be a, a potential inclusion to our team that's not going. So that's yeah. good news. Garth, wait, did he go? Yeah, yep, he's there. Yep, he's there. Yeah, because we've got to. So the thing is, is that we've got to we've got to protect in case anyone gets injured while we've got the injured. So we need, like, we've got Bolter. Let's say, knock on wood, something happens to him or another tall defender. We've got to have another tall defender to be able to slot in. So uh, to answer your question, Rhett, uh, you've got to factor in that as well. Um, the kids that would stay home with the kids that aren't ready, um, uh, either physically or mentally or just not, their games are not up to speed. And who would those be? I'm not sure because I haven't seen the VFL this year. Um, normally, I like to watch a few. I like to go to VFL games, and I haven't had an opportunity to do so. Um, so yeah, your guess would be better, um, as good as mine. Cause I did notice that, um, uh, Eagle Moss Smith was on the, on the Eagle bus. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was there. Oh yeah. He was there too off half back. So, uh, yeah, surprise. I wonder who they are. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's some, um, I don't know. Is there some of our rookies? I don't, I'm not well, sure. Maybe. It's something I can think of because even RCD has been confirmed to have been on, on the plane and the bus as well. So it's, I just feel like we've taken the whole lot over. Like you said, especially now with these uh, fresh injuries and obviously with Basher and Edward staying home, we need all the manpower there we can get in case of. We, we can't yeah, run short right. and potentially run out of players, especially if you're there for four rounds or five rounds, whatever it might be. Yeah, and Dale's definitely there too, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, great. I've got a question without notice, guys. So we're going up into these hubs. Are we now able to train fully as a full squad? I believe so. The only thing yes. I don't think we can do, like they can't go, they can't leave the side of the premise or the hotel, whatever you want to call it, they're on, I think, for the first 14 days. They've got to treat it like proper quarantine so they can't, you know, nick off to the theme parks or whatever. But they can train as a team, I believe, like normal. Which is great. Which is exactly well, that's, what that's, we why, needed. that's why they're sending everyone up there, then, isn't it? For the first yeah. time ever, we can get everyone on a track and get everyone that's on right. Yeah, and I think, yeah, we're, that's and, right. and that's why Dimmer and all the boys are looking forward to it because what we've had to do down here is so against what they've been doing the last few years and why they've been so close. I think Nick Lawson said somewhere that usually after the captains run each Friday, they'd go to this local cafe, all of them, the whole team, and just sit there and talk and talk for hours, but they haven't been able to do it. And while it's something small. It's something that obviously kept that connection, that bond together. They've not been able to do so. Hopefully, going up to the the Queensland hub will be able to reignite things like that. 
Yeah. All right, the next question for CB17 from Catriona, if I've said that right. Um, with Presti and Nank and Cochin out, that sounds awful saying that, doesn't it? Um, who should take their place in the centre square bounces? Good well, luck. T- t- <laughs> well, here's, here's the sexy part. I mean, <coughs> pardon me. How, how do you pick it? I mean, we've now, if Lynch is out for a week, I, I think oh, Lynch is 50-50, right? So he's flying up there. They're going to monitor him during the week. But let's assume that we've got six out. Lynch is out as well. Do we actually see um, the zombie in CCJ and Soldo come in? So oh. CCJ, CCJ could play full forward, which means you're going to have Choli and Soldo as your two rucks, just like we played Nank and Choli. Um, that could be your ruck division. But then also, um, if, you, if you look at the spread in the midfield, what we I'm, look, I'm thinking that Pickett, Stack, Graham, and Ross come in. There, there's four ins, right? All those guys can play uh, midfield. So all of a sudden, there's four blokes in there, which, which increases the midfield rotations. I think our midfield rotations could be off the planet this weekend with Caddy could be in there, I reckon. They put a big body in there at certain times. Lambo's going to go through there at certain times. It, it could be like Higgins. He can play in there at times. Uh, Bolton will come in, I think. So there's another bloke. You can have a thought nine blokes potentially <laughs> rotating through the centre square bounces, depending on the matchups, which is just absolutely insane when you think about it. So I, your guess is as good as mine, but I would just say good luck to Sydney trying to plan for our midfield this weekend because uh, I think we've got some surprises coming their way. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, Kane and Stefan, your questions about who's going to be coming in or who do we think might come in and uh, a question about Egg Melissa Smith. We'll probably answer in the preview side of things. Um, so the last one is for you, Tig71 from Ash Clover. Can you see CCJ getting a game soon? I feel like he would make a positive impact in the best 22, being a ruck slash forward. I'm also worried if he doesn't get enough game time, he may leave, which was speculated last year, I might add. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm with you, Ash. Um, look, I, I know um, we had the forward more that they were really after because he was in the same position CCJ, CCJ now finds himself in. He wasn't getting all the opportunities he could. But the difference between the two is CCJ actually has talent. I, I mean, to be disrespectful of all. But um, uh, he had talent, Callum, but he was not a top-tier talent that I recommend, that I rate CCJ. He's a kid still. He's got a man's body, though. He's tall. He could be a, He could be our very next, you know, he, he, a, a Brendan Gale, you know, someone that can play, dominate in the ruck and actually go forward or go back and take that clunking mark. Um, at the club CV for him, you bet they are. I know North, again, has been um, one linked for him. Um, but he's just not ready yet tank-wise. From everything that I've heard, that's what's holding him back. He's... He blows up in the, in, in the ones. Um, and it's something he's working extra hard on to get his tank, get his aerobic capability, because the forward can't just um, stay in the forward line. We saw last week, you know, we haven't had Lynch running right up to the wings and then running all the way back. So, look, I hope so. I hope he gets a crack. Um, I still got a feeling um, from what I got told this afternoon that Lynch most likely will play round one. I mean, play next week. Because um, if they put a plate in... Um, you can't break it anymore. Um, it's like when Richo went in with a fractured cheekbone. Bone breaks from where it's broken. It's they don't injure um, if you do the appropriate, you know, coverings and stuff. They'll heal on their own. So um, I reckon he'll still play. But um, hope so. I hope he gets. I hope he gets a crack. Look, I hope he gets a crack. I hope what our club has done is looked at all of our kids, brought them all in the room, and said, "Okay, work on the training tack. The ones on form on the training tack are first going to be picked based on position. After that." We'll rotate you guys. Um, so everyone gets a crack. Um, and we make it sort of like a bit of a carnival-type atmosphere for them. So CG, CCJ actually gets gets a go. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm worried too. If he, I know he loves it at the club, though. That's our biggest weapon. Um, all the players there want to stay. So it would have to take like a um, Brandon Ellis monster off at a prime loose, I would think, or getting a couple of premierships and then getting a monster offer. So we'll see. I reckon he'll get Not games this year. I reckon he'll be part of a rotation. Well, now that Nank's out for a little bit, I reckon they might even alternate him yeah. and Soldo every couple of weeks 
so we don't burn Soldo out and yeah, I, I I feel like he has to play though just to keep him hungry. I, you don't want him to to get the shits up that he's not well, getting that, a game because he thinks he's ready and fair play to him that he's confident in his own ability. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've got to make sure it's the right time as well for us. Well, they've had a look at Soldo, so they might go, you know what, CCJ, you're up first. So and, CJ versus Chol, and CCJ plays as a ruck that moves forward. And we said, um, I said this sort of off air that this week is almost the week to do it if you're going to because Sydney don't have a known ruckman in. They've got a Lear Lear rucking, and I'm, I've no idea who their second ruck is, but the Sydney supporters aren't overly thrilled with their ruck situation due to injuries. So if there was a time to trial it, not that you want to be testing stuff when we still need to win games, but this would be the, almost the time to do it. And their, and their back line's um, not that tall either. So we could really freaking stretch them. You could put CCJ in the ruck to run forward um, after the ruck contest and really try to stretch that um, defence. And we've got, you know, we'll have one... Is, I wanna, we've got two mobile tours in Lynch and um, and Rewalt because Lynch's, Lynch's aerobic capability is off the roof. And then you have the traditional forward in CCJ when he's down there. Um, and then you've got your crumbers around him. So it could definitely work. It could really cause them headaches, but provides that if we win the ball in the centre. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you to, to the listeners for all your questions. Much appreciated. We'll do the same thing again next week. Uh, push on. We kind of started to do a mini preview of the game versus the Swans, but we've got the Swannies this week up at the Gabba, which is our, we'll call it our second home for now. Um, I, for what it's worth, I think this hub thing's going to be great for us, like we've kind of touched on before. But uh, the Swans got smacked last week by the Eagles, and just from everything I've been reading, the Swans fans aren't really confident with their team at the moment, and there's already talk of they should just be playing youngsters just to get through the season and reload from next year. So I think it sounds like their injuries are a little bit worse off than what we are at the moment, which is amazing. But, you know, when you've still got people like Parker and Kennedy in the midfield, I still feel like they can cause us some issues, especially with Cotron and Prestia missing. Um, how do you see this one panning out, CB? And do we have to pay any special attention to those two guys? Oh, and Heaney. Heaney up forward, playing the solo hand up forward. So... He's got a great leap I on think him. Grimes has to take out. Um, Grimes has to take out Heaney. Uh, you have to lock him down. I, but I just think with, with what I, I actually watched both games, with what I saw of our back six, I'm very confident we can cover them. And if, 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 if Richmond people didn't watch it, Alir Alir, their best backman, actually had to ruck against Nick Nat on the weekend. So I think. Based on that, we will go with Soldo, a very big unit. Again, Elias going to have to try and jump over the top of him, uh, which really stretches their defe- stretches their defence. Yeah, I agree with you, Tiggs. I, I, I agree with you, Tiggs, in that oh, I think Lynch will play. I think he will. Uh, so I've only got five ins coming in for the match. But if you look at last week's um, stats, so disposal efficiency for the Swannies actually wasn't too bad. They were running at 75% versus, uh, versus the Eagles at 72. But again, their efficiency inside 50 was at 40, 47% versus the Eagles at 53. And they got absolutely murdered in the hitouts, 46 to 10. And they got butchered in the clearances, 36 to 22. And centre clearances, 13 to 7. And stoppage clearances, 23 to 15. So they got belted around the ball last week, Sydney. Absolutely belted. And I think Richmond will be looking to exploit this. Uh, we'll be looking to exploit the same thing. Even though we're down, obviously, our best midfielder in Prestia and um, obviously our spiritual leader in Koch, I think the ends we've got... Now, someone was saying that Marlon's picket was trialled on a half-back line on the weekend and went okay. So Marlon actually may come in to replace Woolley on the half-back line, believe it or not. Uh, But I think we've got enough depth through our midfield rotations. I mean, Florence, a very good player for Sydney. He's quite a skilled skilled player. Um, we've got the usual suspects in their defence. They've got Rampy, but he's really a bit undersized because I don't see, if Aaliyah's in the ruck, I don't see who can take out Lynch because um, Lynch could be the problem with his height and his mobility. Uh, I Honestly, I sound really cocky. I can't I can't see where they're going to get us. <laughs> I, I just I can't see it. And, yeah, um, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, they've got two good mids. But I think we've got more options through the midfield than they have. And I think that's our advantage still. They've got well, Papley up forward as well. He can be dangerous. So I imagine Grimes or Vlostin will probably guard yes. him. He's in really good form too, actually, Papley. He's kicking, he's kicking goals. He, he's, him and Heaney are the two. 
the biggest issue that I've got with City, and you mentioned with Elia Lee, because what it does, it robs their defence, um, the defensive running. Um, like, if you have a look, they only got 30 inside 50s, which is really freaking low, right? And they got one um, running bounce throughout the whole entire game. So, but they shared the ball a lot more than what they normally do. They even, so I think with their uncontested possession, actually, uh, Cameron got, here we go, 184 uncontested possessions, which is a lot, which is more than West Coast. So, I think what they're, they're trying to slow the game down because they know they don't have the run. Um, if they can get the quick clearance, they're great. They'll go ahead and do that. But if they can't, they they try to play the fat side or in the SCG as fat as you can get. But they try to play the wing and then safe, safe football. And that's what they have to play at the moment. So if we'd be brave, we go at them hard, we'd be daring, we'll smash them. And I don't want to yep. sound arrogant, but I can't see. Because they've got their defence. If their defence starts to leak... Um, their defence is too chronically weakened. Um, and if they try to put Elia back in there, then who else is going to do the ruck? And it's going to throw their dynamic completely out. I reckon we'll dominate the ruck. I reckon we'll dominate um, uh, position in the ball, first position. Um, and they'll just play this, this def- defensive, try to make it stoppage game, stoppage game, stoppage game for as long as they possibly can and hope they can play into the shortened quarters. Um, but I see as um, – yeah, I don't – Unless we have a shocker, if the, if Richmond from two weeks ago shows up and we turn it over and don't protect the turnover, we'll be done. But I don't see it happening. No, I I, I don't see us going back. I honestly, I don't see us going backwards now. I think we've got a little bit of momentum with us. We, 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 we're establishing how we want to – in the last two weeks, even against St Kilda, we could see it. Even though we got done, we could see what we were trying to achieve. And then we did a little bit better again against Melbourne and probably copying the Swans at a good time. I think we'll do it a bit more again. I, I think around the ground, you, you're right. Actually, I'll tell you the other bloke we to watch is uh, Nick Blakey. He's um, playing quite well too, young key forward. He's gloving a few. He's someone we have, actually have to pay a bit of respect to, but I think Bolter will probably take Blakey. And hopefully that'll be, that'll be a really, really good head-to-head match, that two young blokes going right at it. But, okay, um, so the million-dollar question, the selection issues, we'll go through them one by one. So Nankervis is out. Who's coming in? I say CCJ. I say Soldo. I reckon I would like to see CCJ, but I think they'll go the safe path in Soldo. Uh, Presti are coming out. Who's coming in in, in in that inside mid type role? Graham. Graham. Yeah, I think Graham will be uh, an auto inclusion. Cochin out. Who comes in? Ross. I actually, I actually go a little bit different. Um, I not Ross. I would put I would put um, Caddy. Um, into replace. No, nah, but you're we're talking ins and outs, mate. Someone's, we're, we're not talk, we're talking yeah, ins so, and outs. Yeah, I know. I, so, but okay, so I, I reckon, or I'll rephrase it then, um, Mr. Um, have, uh, right on point pants. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing, playing by the rules, bro. Well, no, well, you, well, technically not. I'm staying within the rules <laughs> if you let me finish. I reckon we're going to replace Cochin with Caddy and we're going to bring in Pickett to cover okay. Caddy's spot on the wing. On the wing. So, I, right. think Pickett, I think Pickett comes in for Hooley. On the half-back line, okay. Who have well, you got coming Nash. in for Hooley? I got, I got Nash coming in for oh, Hooley. I reckon Egg Melissa Smith is a sneaky chance. The yeah. games he played for us at half-back, I thought he looked really seven yeah, at home. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did, did. But I just think Nash has better upside. Um, but, you know, that's just me. That's from me saying it, both it of It sounds play. like as well that Nash has probably got more runs on the board this year. He's had a few good games by this, in the scratch matches, I think. Yeah. Um, Edwards out. Who comes in? Uh, Shy Bolton. Oh, Bolton, yeah, Bolton's got to be in here. Yeah, put him yeah in. I Bolton. think Bolton comes in. You're all over the place, CB. You're sure you're right, mate. You're all over we've agreed, the place. We've agreed on most. <laughs> and then, but I, I, I just think they're going to go. I think we'll be not conservative, but I think we're going to go with what we what we know yeah. and who's played senior footy so far this year. That's why I think it's going to be Stack, Pickett, Graham, uh, Ross. Those blokes are going to come in because they've already had that go at, in, you know, at the intensity level. So, all, all I want to say about that, though, is I want to see those guys show hunger and that same intent that uh, we were getting from Arts, Bolter, and Troll. That that kind of thing is what brought the team up, I reckon. Their excitement. Yeah. They, they, they know they're playing for their spots. Um, yeah. So they put in every minute of every contest. And I sometimes felt in the last couple of weeks, some of these players who, who were dropped were kind of playing... Um, they were just playing it safe. They, they were a bit sort of just, yep, I'm, I'm settled here. I'm, I'm good. But yeah, they just need to play a bit more on the edge, I think. I and the other player who's bashing yeah. down the door, who I, he may not get in this week, but that Thompson Dow is still killing it in these scratch matches. Yeah. He's named him the best again. Uh, so interesting to see whether they try and slot him in at some stage too. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in in a wing. 
I, everyone's locking in Pickett. Everyone's lockers of obviously the grand final. I don't think so. I I actually think you know if if they if they show a bit of flair, we like what you said with the kids how they lifted the energy level. They might put a Thomas now, um, and just let him run. Just go okay. We're just going to let you play, play on the wing, and just go for it, son. Show us what you can do. And I think he would thrive on that. He's a decent size, this kid. Um, I, oh, sorry, Drop, just just going back a step. What was the go? What was there, there was a little bit of talk about Shy Bolton and why he got dropped. Obviously, the rumour because people couldn't understand the decision on the how and the why. Uh, yeah. The less sinister version I've heard is he was put back in the reserves to learn a role in the midfield, do a little bit more time in the midfield. Is that? That's what I heard. That's why I said he wasn't dropped. Yeah. Um, he was. He was being. He basically taken out of the seniors, not because of form. Um, taken out of seniors to redo his role. Um, Just like Caddy last year. That's right. So, um, do you think this is because they already knew that Edwards wasn't going to be coming? Yeah, because the baby yeah. was going to drop because she's heavily pregnant. She could drop at any time. That's why I sort of said, no, nah, don't. No, nah, he was not dropped. Dropped to means is if your form's not there. Um, you get dropped to regain that form. Yeah, but I know people going on because of his defensive aspects and all that. Um, when you get a player like Bolton, you get him for his X factor and how he creates. Um, he makes things happen. That's what he's there in the forward line to try to help spark it. Um, I don't think forward's his natural position. I think it's half forward wing is his natural position where he can where he can float in, get into the centre, use his natural run, use his natural creativity. That's what we used him late last year for. Um, how many times have you seen him, you know, get a one-two on the wing and do that beautiful long kick that he's got? So, um, yeah, no, nah, I think he was just getting retrained into a role and we'll see it come... Um, when are we playing? Sunday, I think it is? Sunday. Sunday? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's see with the fucking Sunday games, please, with the Premiers. Come on, you fucking AFL corrupt wankers. We're the Premiers. Oh, I don't mind. Hey, Sunday's fucking... okay because we're flying up today. It gives us a bit more time to settle in. That's yeah, okay. but, you know, it's just a lack gives, of... Respect. Gives Lynch an extra day to get his hand right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, true. Yeah, true, I suppose. But, now I reckon yeah, everyone riding us off is going to get a rude awakening. Um, I think they've woken the beast because one thing I did see was anger with the guys. And for me, what I mean by anger is they needed a privilege point. And what was fantastic is when they sang the song, they said, fuck you to AFL and they linked arms because we're Richmond. This is what we do. Um, and it was good to see that. I think we've turned the corner 100%. How good? How good was Brody dropping that guy at halftime? Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> and you know what? Me about that, if I was a Melbourne supporter, no one flew the flag. Nobody said I thought it was going to be an all in brawl. I, was, I yeah, did no too. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, yeah, crazy times. Yeah, crazy times. All right. So, what's, I, just uh... to put a, I just want to put a happy thought out there, too. Um, so Jake Lee was on eight hundred thousand a year, and oh. Stephen May say on eight hundred thousand. So that's one point six million between them. Those two blokes alone are worth four Richmond defenders. How good Think is about it that. when Lee <laughs> watched Tom Lynch mark the ball uncontested, and then cracked it at the bloke who was already on rewalt? <laughs> oh, can I can I give Cochin a really good um, a bit of credit here? When he did his hammy, people were thinking, oh, he might stay in Melbourne and rehab in Melbourne. I reckon that would have been an option for him, particularly with his young kids. I reckon he's come, taken his family, and if you're a parent, that's a huge inconvenience, right, because they're going to be quarantined. He's done it because he loves the club and he loves the players and he's the leader. If anyone ever questions his leadership, because I reckon he'll be coaching on the sidelines. I'll be reckon he'll be right into everything that they do just to make sure he yeah. keeps energy levels and stuff. Yeah. And so credit to our captain. People were starting to look at him. Yeah, his field, his on-field performance was great, but he's off-field, you know, because and they go too quickly at him. He's what he's done going on that plane with his kids um, speaks volume of, of himself as a leader. And, and I just want to say, Koch, if you're listening, mate, you need to fix those greys in the side of your hair. You're getting you get a bit grey, a bit of a silver fox. No, nah, leave it, mate. There. Leave it. That's what he I do, mate. Just, Run natural. He's got Run a natural. beautiful quiff going on. He's <laughs> got this magnificent Lego hair. Yeah. He just needs to just put a bit, a bit of colour in there. Uh, CB, well, we know you love the colour, mate. Like, you run with your aubergine fucking style. <laughs> but, you know, some of us black-headed dudes, we love a bit of grey. You know, just natural. <laughs> love it for who we are. That's about Richmond, you know, who we are. All right, what, what, what are our tips and margins for this week? I'm scared to hear what this is going to turn into. CB, go on. You know what? I'm not even going to worry about the margin. Right now. Oh, on the fence, CB. Right. On I'm the fence. Oh, no, no, no. 
look, look, you know, you people out there, you people, right? He's gunshot people. I'm just saying for the Tigers right now, it's just important we get the win. So, you know, I I don't care if we win by two points. He's had media training during the week. Uh, no, what is? I am ashamed for you, CB, and I know I know Sinbad will be freaking crushed. All right, all right. Come I on. see, I see the Tigers. I see the Tigers by thirty points. <laughs> good man, good man, good man. And Tigs, everyone, what are you going with? Mate, as long as we get the ring, win, I don't care about the score. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, look, I see us in this game here getting around about 36 points. Um, yeah, that's. I reckon we're going to we're going to probably start a little bit slow as the kids, if we bring in a lot of kids, get used to it all, make a few turnovers, and then we'll click in the gear. Um, it's funny with the younger side when watching Hardwick as we started, you know, becoming a really good side. You notice we sometimes our first quarters. It took that quarter time for Hardwick to reinforce the message for them to kick on, and I think we'll see a bit of that on this weekend. But, yeah, we'll win comfortably. The only thing thing that could stop us winning comfortably is if those pricks from Sydney do the traditional flood and they park the bus and have about 50 blokes behind the ball. That's that's my only one fear I've got with this game is they're going to sit a shitload of guys behind the ball and just flood. That's what I think. If they do that, we win. So we get the win that we need. But, yeah, if they play it on its merits, we'll win by 30, I reckon. I reckon Tigers by 27. So Man, oh, Before we finish up, what was your trade rumour you got, Tiggs? Yeah, funny enough. Now, I, see, I don't know if you remember this, Michaels, but I mentioned uh, a contested ball winner uh, from a Melbourne-based club. There was rumours about uh, Melbourne because they had a lot of contested ball. I don't know if you recall this about a year or two ago. Anyway... I got a mate of mine that said to me, hey, remember I told you, I, I don't know, if, I might not have said anything, but if the, the rumour mill's starting to smoke around that we might be into a Melbourne uh, Melbourne midfielder um, because they're too vanilla. Um, now, I don't know if it's because Oliver had a bad game or they've got players that are stagnating there. Just watch this space um, because the guy that told me this, he's got instinct. He's, he's pretty good. Um I haven't had it confirmed yet. I don't think we're, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised. His instinct, I wouldn't be surprised. His text, actually, I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to change my name and call it Diggs. Right. He, like, he likes to call me Big Dick. All right. So that's for the big footy board. Yeah, go stuff yourself. Call me the opposite of that. Um, big Dick. Remember the news about Ollie? It might be happening. Watch his face. And that's, that's so he's it. talking about uh, he's talking about um, Oliver. So, right. um, but I'm not I'm not putting any the rock on the house. I know I just literally got so I thought I'd just share it. What I've decided to do with this podcast only, I share my unfiltered shit. As long as I got permission, I'll share my unfiltered stuff. So keep listening, people, because they come. I'm, sometimes I get no text. Sometimes I'll get texts, and I'll just share it as I did right now at 20 past nine, and then we might do one where I say, yeah, I've had, and I'll, and I'll follow back on it if it's more confirmed and how it goes. But don't be surprised if uh, Melbourne puts a, a gun midfielder up for Trey to try to change their mix. Mm, very yeah. interesting. He can't even catch Troll, though. Why would we want him? Oh, he's, a, he's, he's a good player. Oh, he'll be he's perfect a... for us. We'll, we'll, yeah. fix him. we'll just tell him not to, not to, not to kick. Um, just, just fucking handball it. And <laughs> handball it. Just give it the dusty, mate. Just, just handball it, man. Just feed it. Just feed it out. Or kick just one direction in the forward line. Just kick to the forward. Don't try to hit a player. Just kick to the forward <laughs> the space. Because that's what we do. We handball it to yeah, the space. Perfect for him. Oh, and they need a forward, don't they? They need a forward. Yeah. And I reckon, I reckon when you get little instincts like this, if you've got two teams that are deficient on one end, because we are deficient in the contested position, but uh, got a wealth of talent in another end, which is our forward line. You can create deals. Things just organically start to happen. So, Richmond recruiters, get on the job. Well, watch this space, folks. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah. All right, TC running CB17. Thank you so much for your insights again tonight. Uh, thanks for your annoying rustling noise for a whole oh. one hour and four minutes, CB. That was CB, really kind mate. of you. That's oh. right. I'm, I don't know what the... So unprofessional. Wait till so you listen back to man. this. You listen. I know you listen. To, you re-listen to the show. So wait, you'll hear it tomorrow. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's all right. We'll, we'll 
We'll yeah. work through it. And you know what he does? You know what he does, Michael? He, he listens to it and he fucking deletes us out of it. <laughs> just listens to his own. He speeds us across. Well, Plays fuck, it to mate, his kids you, and his family. They listen to me, everyone. It's a, it's a quick three minutes over fucking two hours. Of oh, just. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't help it, man. I've got things to say. I've just got things to say. It's, it's how it is. He, he just makes up tweets to fucking hear his voice. And he's, oh, I've got this tweet. Call me <laughs> Oh, by the way, guys, just wanted to say, just to clarify, that was a trade rumour, not a... Um, yeah, I just want to make sure what I just said there with the Oliver News, it's, again, scuttlebutt, right? I'm going to give you all this unfiltered stuff. So just... Pinch of salt shit. When I actually come with news, trade news, that's different. That's he did just put on his own Twitter and take credit for it. Yeah, and we'll get a sure. yeah, just make sure I don't want Melbourne foaming supporters, you know, you know, throwing snowballs at me and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and also, too, guys, please, we've got this COVID thing. Don't, don't be like CB. Don't be irresponsible. Wash your hands after the toilet. Social distance, please. All right? Just do that. Just do that and put a mask on. I know in Australia, for some reason, we don't do it. Don't put a mask on for yourself. Do it for your nonna and nonna. Do it for your grandma and grandpa. No, fair call. Stay safe, stay healthy, keep clean, and let's get on top of this again so we can try and get back to some sort of normality. In the meantime, let's enjoy watching the Tigers up in the Queensland hub, and hopefully the boys can kick on and get a few wins on the board and in front of some sort of a crowd. So shout out to all the Queensland listeners and Dylan Leach up there. He looks after the Queensland supporter base. He'll have his hands full, no doubt, but he'll do a fine job to make sure we can get as many people yeah. there as possible. Mate, let's be honest. We've got more Richmond supporters in Queensland than Queenslanders. Um, Brisbane has supporters. Let's just be real. That's not far from the truth. So yeah, I've got true. no doubt we'll have, yeah. we'll have a fair few there, which will be really, yeah, really we good will. Yeah, which will be fantastic. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. You know, five in a row, boys and girls. Can't wait to see Wang and 30 Years of Pain embarrass themselves on national TV oh. again. Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. Right. Thanks, everyone. Go Thanks so much for your time. Until next time, go Tigers. See you, go boys. Tigers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!